Singapore's Family Justice Courts prioritise the child's well-being above all else because they understand that the future of society relies on protecting our young ones. How about the types of access orders? When the court decides on access, it can issue two access orders, supervised and unsupervised. Unsupervised access means a type that allows the parent to spend time with the child without a third party present. It's the more common arrangement usually. Supervised access, on the other hand, is the arrangement used to protect the child from potential harm, whether physical or emotional, and it also helps to assess the relationship between the child and the non-custodial parent. In Singapore, when a couple's divorce, one of the most crucial and emotional aspects is deciding who gets custody as well as care and control of their child. The critical factor in these decisions is the welfare of the child. Singapore's family justice courts prioritise the child's well-being above all else because they understand that the future of society relies on protecting our young ones. The laws relating to child welfare in Singapore are mostly covered by the Guardianship of Infants Act as well as the Women's Charter. What exactly does access mean and cover? Access is essentially a court order that grants the parent who doesn't have primary care and control of the child the right to visit and spend time with their child. It's all about ensuring parents can maintain a meaningful connection with their children even after a divorce. Ideally, parents should work together to figure out the visitation schedule, considering the child's meals and their own schedules. This collaborative approach can help reduce the amount of stress and emotional impact on everyone involved, especially the child. While joint agreements between parents can streamline the divorce process, the court often steps in to determine the access arrangements when parents cannot agree. However, there's a challenge here. The Women's Charter doesn't specifically say exactly how much access time a non-custodial parent should have. It only says that access should be fair and reasonable. It's then left to the court to interpret what's actually fair and reasonable in each case. When making access decisions, the court follows a welfare principle. This principle centres on the best interests of the child. It's not just about money or physical comfort. It encompasses the child's moral, religious and physical well-being as well as their emotional connection to both parents. Here are some factors that the court will consider when determining access. Who primarily cared for the child during the formative years? Continuity of care. How consistent is the care provided to the child? The sense of security. What makes the child feel safe and secure? Living arrangements. What is the current living situation for the child? The child's wishes. What does the child want regarding custody? Parental interests. The child's interests usually take precedence over the parents. The child's age. The child's age can impact the needs and preferences. Race and religion. How do these factors influence the child's upbringing? Financial abilities. The parent's financial status is considered, but it's not the sole determinant. Family support. The presence of extended family or siblings can also be influential. The judge may request affidavits or sworn statements or reports from social services or counselling services to assess these elements. Reports from the social welfare department prepared by officers from the ministries are also often used. These officers talk to the child and observe their interactions with both parents to provide valuable insights about how the child will behave and what the best interests can be in the situation for the court's consideration. How about the types of access orders? When the court decides on access, it can issue two access orders, supervised and unsupervised. 
Unsupervised access means a type that allows the parent to spend time with the child without a third party present. It's the more common arrangement usually. Supervised access, on the other hand, is the arrangement used to protect the child from potential harm, whether physical or emotional, and it also helps to assess the relationship between the child and the non-custodial parent. The court considers the child's welfare and best interests when determining the visitation hours. These can typically include weekend access, weekday access, school holiday access, as well as public holiday access. How about weekday access? This typically involves a few hours during the middle of the week, usually taking into account the child's school's schedule and activities. Weekend access. This may include overnight stays, adjusted based on the child's school and schedule. Public holiday access. Special arrangements can be made for significant public holidays. For example, if one parent has the child on the first day of the Lunar New Year, the other parent might spend the next days with the child instead when they can switch the arrangements in subsequent years. Unfortunately, sometimes parents face the heart-wrenching issue of being denied access to their child. This situation arises when the custodial parent prevents the other from seeing the child, leading to police involvement and allegations sometimes. To protect the child's interests in such cases, the ministries work on providing more agencies with supervised visitation programs. These programs ensure children of divorced families can still have supervised meetings with their non-custodial parents, offering a safe and neutral environment. So, now you know. If you found this helpful, follow and subscribe to our channel for more legal things.